0: Please do not turn off, please do not, do, just do not exit the podcast, just stay in the podcast. Please listen carefully. Hi everybody and welcome in to the Off the Top of My Head podcast, a podcast just about anything and everything. I find interesting people with interesting topics and record in interesting places and it's all off the top of my head. So whatever you're doing right now, thank you for bringing me with you. And now, let's get in to today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome into this episode of Off the Top of My Head. My name is Bill. Uh, you can file this one under the Off the Top of My Head business series or business edition, whatever you want to call it. All the topics are random, so we're starting to compartmentalize them at some point somehow. So. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode, and I have a wonderful guest on today. Um, I've known her for a little while now, and um, she has a great backstory here, an entrepreneurial journey, and uh, is a real, would be a real benefit to any organization or individual who are looking to just better their process. So I want to introduce my guest, Erica Quigley. Erica Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Bill. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. It's my it's my pleasure. So, um, so where should we start this conversation? Like, there's there's a lot we were talking beforehand. There's uh, there's quite a bit I think that we're probably going to wind up unpacking here. Um, mm-hmm. But where should we start the where should we start the conversation?
1: Well, I I'd like to start with um, how do you know that you're meant for something different in your life. Um, how do you know when you want to grow into something different and um, really figure out how to take control over your life? Because I think that that applies in my story, but then also now I'm using that to apply when I help business owners with their with their businesses.
0: Yeah, so um, I guess maybe I'll start with a question. So how do you know? Is it is it a moment? Is it a series of moments? Is it um, I don't know. How, how do you how do you know? How how does that get identified?
1: So I think there's a series of moments that happens uh, because everything builds upon each other. And when I look over the last year or so, I can see different pieces of um, my life and what happened and how they relate to each other. And how if one person hadn't made a casual comment to me about, oh, you would be good at having your own business, and then another person hadn't said. I started my own business and I wish I had done it sooner. Like, maybe the wheels wouldn't have started turning. So I think it's all of these tiny little snippets that we don't, you know, I don't want to say we take them for granted, but it's all these tiny snippets that happen that we don't really think about and they end up in the back of our mind and that's what Rolls together into a bigger idea.
0: So that's what I was going to ask you. Like, where where do you uh, kind of store that information? Like, is that something that, like you said, is in the back of your mind? I mean, look, there's millions of thoughts running through our head on a daily basis. To remember them all, I think is a is a pretty big task. So, does it reside in the back of your mind and those kind of connect emotionally, or are you physically writing them down? Are you contacting friends and family? You know, to kind of like where, how does yeah. that, where does that come from?
1: My, my coach that I started with because I needed, I knew that I needed something different at one point, and I um, started to work with a coach, and he told me that what it is, it's actually part of your brain that when you begin to hear things like that, you're more apt to pick up on and remember other things that are related. And, um, of course, I'm a, I'll sound silly if I try to say what part of the brain it is, because I'm sure I'm not going to get it right. <laughs> but it's well, you have of... your specialty. I <laughs> right. have my specialty. Exactly. Um, but I thought that was really interesting because it's like when you, um, right when you buy a Jeep, you see all these Jeeps everywhere Mm -hmm. because it's the part of your brain that's active now that you have something and you see all these other people or if you want something and you see everyone else that has it Um, and I think that that's what this was for me and wanting to do something something different but not quite sure what I see all these people and it's all that information being stored in the back of my brain like well these people have a business and this person seems really happy and why can't I have something like that?
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. So, so for you, it was kind of a series of small moments, and again, that you're remembering in the back of your brain. So, so take me back. Take me back to some of your employment history, and and tell me tell me how we got to here.
1: Yeah, I when I graduated college, I went into corporate and had a great time. Um, I really enjoyed every, you know, all of my time at corporate. And as I would go, um, I worked at a couple of different companies. And I always, you know, did everything I could to get ahead to get promoted. And then and if I um, like I spent a little bit of time at a, a pretty large international company, and when I could tell after a few months, that I wasn't going to be able to Make the kind of impact there that I wanted to. I quickly moved on to another place where I knew that I could. So, at my last company, I really got the ability to um, to manage uh, completely, completely manage um, global supply chain operations, and that was a, a really cool experience to to be completely in charge of something like that. And. I think it was during that time, you know, of course you have all the pressures of um, trying to make sure everything's good for your team, trying to make sure that you're in line with what the company wants. And, but also being able to experience all of that, it really gave me the confidence to know that I can just go ahead and make some, make these big decisions and I'm good at it. And so I've got that you know, I've got that going in my mind that um, I'm good at what I do. But as the years go on, right, and I um, have kids, and I have two little kids, and it's just beginning to get really stressful to do the commute, to um, do the late nights, um, not sleeping because you're worried about missing something at work. And, that was where I started to feel like, why am I not happy? I have everything that I've wanted. I've gotten to um, the point in my career where I'm, where I'm happy and I can keep going if I want. Uh, But there's something that just isn't sitting right with me right now. Um, And so that came to, it came to a point where I thought, you know, what is my next step? I don't even know anymore because I should be happy with everything, and, I'm, and I feel guilty that I'm not happy, so what do I do? And I did a little bit of digging around. I um, contacted a girl that I went to high school with who had her own business, and we talked a little bit. And she ended up referring me to a guy who basically does, like, helps coach you through what am I supposed to do next mm-hmm. in my life.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, can I ask you a question? Is uh, talking about it, does it conjure up bad memories or is that helpful when you think about the past as so, you know, a not to repeat it and you kind of know what that felt like? So, you can move forward, my you understand my question
1: yeah, I don't think there's anything bad about talking about it. I really did enjoy everything, and I wouldn't be where I am without those experiences and without the opportunities that I got at each job that I had and there yeah, there was bad things, but there was really great things too um same thing as what's going to be in my own business, you know I know mm-hmm. I'm not everything isn't going to be great all the time. You know, so without that as a stepping stone, I wouldn't have the the knowledge or the ability to really do what I'm doing now. So yeah. it doesn't bring up bad memories at all. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: So it's if anything, it's just a good information point for you, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've I've been in some roles in the past too, where um, I'll be honest with you, I just want to forget about them. Mm-hmm. You know, one one in particular, and uh, but I, I also learned a lot from that too. There was a lot of learning <laughs> that yeah. happened there um you know so i'll see a red flag uh or i'll notice a red flag if i see it mm-hmm. you know sort of thing so um so go ahead i'm sorry continue
1: oh no that's okay so you know i was at this point where i began to work with somebody i knew i wanted to do something different uh he helped me identify what my strengths were so that i could really leverage those instead of um you know i was always i think putting reasons why I couldn't do something in front of the reasons why I could do something. So he helped me really uh, focus on the reasons why I can do something and just intensify and strengthen those rather than worry about the things that I was letting get in my way. And when I started to do that, I realized that the world is really what you make of it, right? And so the environment that you're living in and you're working in and you're surrounding yourself in is your reality. Uh, So if I'm going to work every day and I'm, uh, for example, I was taking a long commute. I wanted to save $20 a month on parking, which is ridiculous. So I was parking five blocks away and Mm -hmm. then I was angry because i was walking in the cold to the (laughs) office like i would pay twenty dollars in three days at starbucks you know what i mean like why why was i doing that to myself and so one thing that me and the girls i carpooled with we moved the spot closer to the office and then like another little change in perspective i i like clearly remember this morning where i had um I usually carpooled, but I had driven into the office by myself that morning. And the uh, sun was just about to rise over, you know, the city of Philadelphia. And we worked in this uh, giant, beautiful glass skyscraper building. And, um, like, there's moments like that where you're like, wow, look where I'm at. And I'm at the parking lot um, on a street below the building. And we would walk up these stairs Um, That are are like behind the dumpster up an alley to get up to where the building was Mm -hmm. So instead of going that way I walked the other direction towards the park and walked up it was a little bit longer, but like five minutes and um, walked up these steps through onto a bridge to come up on the other side of the street and the view from there was just so beautiful with the sun rising across the you know across the city and the um picture of the building and I stopped and I took a picture of it and I thought all I did was walk the other direction from my car this morning and I see this entirely different perspective than when I would walk down the alley and up the dirty steps and step over the trash All I had to do was change one little thing I did, and I was in control of that, and that just set the tone for my whole day, Mm -hmm. and I was happier. And when I started to realize that there are these little actions that you can take to control how you see the day, uh, how you set up your life, really, And so when I started to realize that I could do those little things and it had such a big impact, that was where I began to see the disconnect between where I currently was in the situation that I was and where I wanted to be. Hmm. So I was, you know, still, I was working for someone else. I knew that I wasn't entirely happy. I was missing time with my kids. And that might have been the point where I was like, You're in control of this. So why are you allowing yourself to be in a situation that you're not like you had kids to spend time with them? Yeah. Why are you allowing yourself to not do that?
0: Yeah. So so that was kind of like your moment. And the perspective thing is I think it's so powerful. Um, You know, I don't know if I shared with you, I do nature and landscape photography. And, you know, it's great when you pull up to this um, scene that you want to you want to capture an image of. And you pull out your tripod and your camera and you're sitting there, you're you're snapping away and, you know, arguably you're probably getting the same view as everybody else is getting. You know, it's all the ones that you see on the calendars, you see online or wherever you're, you know, looking at images, you know, they go out to the mass market. But what's going to make, what's going to make me different? What's going to make my photography different? What's going to make this image different? And that is all perspective you know photography there's this saying and I'm not going to get this right this is a very loose interpretation of it but they say that your best your best lens is really your own two feet you know your own two feet to get to a different perspective and just kind of walk around and explore you know talk it out in your head just be like okay well what if i put this tree in the foreground with the mountain in the background or you know what if what if i incorporated this color or this pattern to it so it's it's it, to, to be able to visualize something like that is really powerful and i think that's great that you had that had that moment cuz had had you not had that moment you know where would you be today right where where right. where would you be
1: and so that moment the right that was one of those moments that got stored in the back of my in the back of my head and then every day after that when i was going into work i was thinking like mm. like you said, how can I change my perspective on this image? And so I felt stuck, though, because I had this list of reasons why I couldn't change. And it was because I'm providing for my family and my kids like to do activities and I have a nice salary. And why should I give that up? and i listened i can't remember what what podcast it was i just caught one of their episodes and they and it it said um because i listened to a lot of um, inspirational podcasts during that time to try to help me work through what i was thinking and they said make a list on paper of all of those things that are stopping you from doing what you want to do and then put two columns next to it put the worst thing that could happen if your fear there comes true and then what would you do to fix that worst thing? Hmm. And when I started to do that and my and it was like, I'll lose health insurance was the worst, you know, that's one of the my biggest fears. What would I do? Well I guess I would just buy health insurance.
0: Yeah, somewhere else, right? <laughs>
1: And all of a sudden you're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> what were these excuses I was coming up with uh and why am I allowing them to control me instead of me controlling the excuses
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh so I had so I was working through that right uh and fun, a funny thing happened that sometimes uh, I talked to my friend about this um sometimes when you aren't making a decision." quick enough or moving ahead, the universe will do it for you. And so I had, um, decided I was going to, uh, move on full time with my business. And I went to talk to my um, company about it we were going to do a pretty long transition period of time. Um, I left that day, um, feeling good that I talked to them and I was going to have a meeting with my team the next day to talk about the transition period over the next two or three months. And up until that point I had begun to uh feel sick for the the weeks coming up to that. Um and I attributed that just to the stress of making a big decision mm-hmm. that I was concerned about you know, I was making a pretty big change in my life. Um and I would get dizzy. And that particular week, because I knew this conversation was going to be coming, was I was getting so dizzy that I would have to hold on to the my desk when I was at work so that I wouldn't feel sick. Mm. So I get home from work that day, and at this point I had gotten used to the dizziness, but I thought it's so weird that this hasn't gone away now because I really thought once I had this conversation I was going to be fine. Yeah. And I walk in the door from work, and my husband you know was asking me how it went and I was like I want to talk to you about this but I just need to sit down for a while because I like all of a sudden when I walked in the door it was like all of like I finally felt like oh I can relax for a second and my, the vertigo just got so bad that the world started spinning and spinning and spinning and it didn't stop and um All night every time I opened my eyes I felt like I was going to be sick. So in the morning I when I woke up and I couldn't even sit up um, my husband called my sister to take me to the hospital and they ended up keeping me there for five days because a nerve had swollen um, inside my inner ear and it affected my vision to the point where I had nystagmus in my eyes, which I later found out is literally what police officers look for when they're testing someone for a DUI. Mm. Um, it was so bad I couldn't follow the doctor's finger from like, in front of my face. Mm. And they put me on um, a lot of steroids to try to get it under control, but you know I, they can't keep me in the hospital forever. So at a certain point, at five days, they discharged me with a walker with a home health care nurse. And I was really conflicted about, uh, like, did, so did I make the wrong decision? Like I went into the hospital the the morning, the day after this happened, yeah. This that I had given my notice. Um, So I w- couldn't tell, like, did that mean I just made the right decision or the wrong decision? Like, why did, why, I don't want to say why was this happening to me, I knew it was happening to me because my body needed a break. Well, and I, was, I was going
0: to say yeah. you're maxed out at that point, maxed out, and you're and you're and rightfully so. In that moment, you're looking for an answer, right? Like you're looking for that answer. Like you said, did I make the right decision? Did I not make the right decision? You're looking for something or someone maybe to inform you. Mm-hmm. And you know, part, I guess part of I don't know, you can answer this question, but I guess maybe part of that struggle was that. There was nobody answering that question. you weren't getting that answer, so you were still in that kind of unknown sort of territory, yeah. and knowing what I know about you, yeah, you want an answer right, right. You're like you want to know what path to go, and you're going to go accordingly
1: yeah, it's definitely scary because well the the way I like to relate it is your whole life you kind of Well, at least I felt like I had this path that I was supposed to take. I went to high school. I graduated and went to college. I graduated and got a job. And then I got a promotion. And then I got a promotion. And, like, it's a very, if you think about it, it's a very linear thing that we do. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time, I was like, oh, there's... Things beside me, and there's there's other directions I can look besides this predetermined path, mm-hmm. and that I think was what what was beginning to scare me. And um, you know, there was just all those possibilities that I had never seen because I had this tunnel vision.
0: Sure, and from I, what was in front. Yeah, and in, and for my audience that uh, uh, listens to my podcast on the regular, you know, I've used this visualization in this analogy before, but it's never more appropriate than here. It's just almost like you're on a on a train, mm-hmm. a very fast moving train that maybe it's going 100 miles an hour. And when you look to your left and you look to your right, what are you saying? You're just seeing blurred houses, blurred trees. Um, you know, there's no detail in what you're taking a look at. But if you do take time to slow the train down, you're going to start looking and, and seeing things that you had missed before. So you're going to actually start to make out whether that person there is a male or a female and what color shirt they're wearing. And Mm -hmm. you're going to make out automobiles and homes. And, you know, you're going to know what um, species of tree, you know, is whether it's a maple or an oak, that sort of thing. So there's real, there's real power in just kind of slowing the train down. And, and, um, you know, that's difficult with the way society is wired today literally yes. wired <laughs>
1: yeah and that this next moment is like describes exactly that so the next then you know I remember being in the hospital I remember talking to um a nurse who had told me he had the same thing that I had it took him 4 months to recover like I clearly remember that is another moment I really remember mm. and then the next one after that is a couple weeks after I got home and I'm it was um late September and I was sitting on our front porch with my um, daughter and she was, she just had like, she had gotten older, you know, they get older, <laughs> she had gotten older and she was like t- starting to talk to me and she's two and mm. we were sitting there um, eating, I was this, like Chick-fil-A for lunch or something, just me and her just sitting there. And I couldn't remember the last time that I had sat with her and Mm -hmm. eaten a meal and it was like a nice breeze outside and we live in a nice quiet little neighborhood and the dog next door was barking a little bit and it was just like felt like family Mm -hmm. that I thought I can't believe I haven't seen these, this is the first time I'm seeing this Mm -hmm. moment. And so that was the next time when I thought, okay, I know why this, why I got sick. I know why this happened. I'm supposed to be here for these moments. Right,
0: And I think, you know, again, it's reflecting back and finding that quiet moment, but it's so difficult. I mean, you know, as, look, this is adulting, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you're trying to create a life for yourself. You know, you have a home. You know, you have kids, like you said, you have a spouse, you have things that you need to purchase and, you know, provide, and it's it's difficult to take those small moments and really just kind of observe um, what's around you. So uh, somebody, if you've heard that phone ringing, we are in a, um after hours in an office complex, so uh, we might... Should we pick up the phone? No. Let's pick up the phone. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> now we'll just continue to keep going through here. Um, so yeah, just taking those uh, small moments, and and again, I'm I'm going to relate it to my photography piece of it. There's always a moment on my trip, and 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 my wife, she's so she's so great when we go on these photography trips because I'm literally up like sometimes I'm up four o'clock in the morning to get on site for sunset before sunset, and she wants no parts of it. She wants no parts of it, so she's <laughs> sitting in the she's sitting in the car. But I usually take two or three times during the trip where I am in a grand overlook or I am just in a really peaceful place where there is nothing else going on around me, and I just shut the camera off mm-hmm. and I just sit there and just breathe deep. And I don't even think she knows I I do this to be honest with you. Well, she does now, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just those those are my moments those are my quiet moments and you know i'll be staring up at the milky way you know if i'm in the middle of badlands national park or if i'm this on the side of a, a stream you know in um um uh, great smoky mountains national park so it's just finding those small moments it brings a tremendous amount of relief to one's mind it really again it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be for a half hour. doesn't need Mm -hmm. to be for five hours. It can just be just a few minutes and it makes such a huge impact.
1: Absolutely. And I like to think that that's the space our brain needs to be able to make connections on all of the thoughts we've had previously. Mm -hmm. Like without having that space to just sit without something to do. Otherwise, you can't come up with New ideas, or you can't connect the you put together the pieces of the puzzle.
0: Right, right, okay. All right. So what's so what's next? Take tell, tell me uh, take me through the story from there.
1: So, that was when I realized it's not just uh, control over um, it's not control or how to take control over your life. It's controlling your emotions, controlling your approach, and all of that helps to control your life. And up until that point, I had known that I wanted to leverage my skills to start my own business. I, Like I said, I did uh, supply chain operations. I liked to do process improvement. I have my Six Sigma certification. I knew I wanted to leverage all of those things, but I never felt like I could figure out the right way to say how I wanted to help people because... Six Sigma, that doesn't connect with small business owners. And, But when this happened, all of a sudden I had this story, and I thought, this is what I want to help other people from encountering. I would, Especially for small business owners, for people who have started their own business, they already have a leg up on people who aren't quite sure what they're doing next because they already have their own thing that they can control. And they started their business to have control over their life. But what I had been seeing a lot up until that point was business owners that were overwhelmed, that they weren't happy, that they were working really long hours and spending time away from their family. The same things that I was experiencing but they had their own business, and they, that means that that business is really their vehicle to help control their life. So I realized I wanted to take my experience and help business owners do just that, put consistent, repeatable systems and processes in place so that they can have control over their business and security, and that could lead them to grow while spending less time at work.
0: Well, there's no better person or no better, you know, um, uh, individual to do it than somebody that's been through it. You know, you could sit there and say, hey, I have all these, you know, shiny bells and whistles and I would like you to have them too, but not go, not understanding how the bells and whistles were made and what that does for their business. Right. So yeah, so going through it is a huge aspect of it.
1: Yeah, because now I I relate to those same sorts of feelings and I can tell you, like, maybe you're not going to experience the exact same thing that happened to me. But I will tell you that not sleeping for years will do something to you. Oh, sure. It's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I continue to now. So I meet these people, these business owners who have these ideas of what they want their business to look like. And they have these these fantastic, you know, uh, many people who start their own business are the ones who are more creative and they have more ideas um, and they're not as process and systems driven because, I mean, as you just heard, someone like me, it took me almost a year to even, because <laughs> I was too afraid I didn't have the pieces in place. Mm-hmm. So people who are more creative are more apt to start businesses because they aren't worried about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is they get sucked into the day-to-day tasks uh, that they didn't plan for. And so I meet these business owners that have these grand ideas, but they are stuck in that day-to-day in the operations. They're doing manual things. And some of them, they're just so worried about losing control over their business that they can't let go of those little manual tasks or administrative things so that they can actually grow their strategy of their business and actually capitalize on their ideas. And so they're stuck in this pattern of just becoming their own employee rather than building the business they originally intended to.
0: Mhm. So so do you find do you find when so somebody, again, who's an entrepreneur or a business owner, again, they're they're really creative. Do you find that when they focus on that process that they tend to lose some of the creativity or does that actually help them?
1: What I've seen so far is that they get so overwhelmed by these tasks that they just never are able to take any steps towards their ideas or they end up with that where you have these ideas and you know that you have them, but you don't have space in your brain to make the connections on what you're supposed to do to actually achieve them. And so I really like to help them build out a plan and the actual steps that they need to take and the tools they can leverage and the ideas that they can use to make their business work systematically And when that happens, they don't need to be a part of that. Once it's a system, you can remove it from the business owner's responsibilities. Anybody can work the system. Mm -hmm. Any intelligent person can work the system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the business owner can do what they want to do. Then they have that space in their brain to begin to work on their strategy and their growth.
0: Right. So let's use the train analogy again. Um, You know, if you don't have any tracks in front of you. Your train's not going anywhere. Right. It just simply isn't. It's just going to sit in the station. But you know if you build some tracks, there's an end destination, and that's where you know you need to go. Start building the tracks. Yeah. Start building the tracks. So again, whether either you build the tracks or somebody else helps you build those tracks. The tracks need to be built. Signals need to be installed. Mm-hmm. You know, a sense of direction needs to be given, you know, some kind of GPS thing. Um, there 's fuel that the train needs i 'm big on visualization if you haven't yep. if you haven 't noticed but those are all those are all are all important parts of getting the train to move yes. get it, get it moving forward
1: and I hope i don 't wreck your visualization when I say this part of it, but i 'm a fan of laying the train tracks just as the train is it's <laughs> going
0: it's going along because so tell me yeah
1: now in I think that if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said, we need to build out the infrastructure. We need to source the, the train signals. We need to have all of the train tracks laid, and then the train can go. But what I'm finding is that when you do that, your train never goes anywhere at
0: all. <laughs> uh, you know what? You raise, you raise a good point. You raise a good point. It's still, you're sitting there building the track miles and miles ahead, but the train's still, <laughs> the train's still at the station. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And All then,
1: right. I actually did just say this to my husband yesterday because I'm working on this online program and I'm literally rolling it out and I'm like the steps that I'm doing online are going to be built out so that it can be repeatable later. But I was too afraid that if I didn't complete it, bef- like if I waited to complete it before I began to roll it out, that I would never finish. So I already started to roll it out and I'm literally like completing it as people are getting to that step because it's forcing me to, Mm -hmm. and I, and I use that same analogy. I, and my hut, because I put my husband, I rolled him into the program so Mm -hmm. that he could see it as it was going live. Right. And he was like, Oh, I got, I got your email today. And I was like, I was like, see, I told you, like, last night, I was like, I got to get this, yeah. this part of it done yeah. so that I'm laying the train tracks right before you get right, there. Right, right. But then it's going to be ready for the next train sure. <laughs> that goes down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, and I, I never thought about it that way. And and you're right, that is interesting. It it By laying the tracks just as you want to move, it's at least your train's moving.
1: It's forcing you. It's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's forcing you to lay the tracks. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Um, what else? What's the next part of the, uh, story?
1: Well, my, um, so those are a little bit, that's like a little bit about the type of people that I like to work with. But what happens is there's, um, I come across in that sector of business owners. I come across two types of people, the ones that are like, I, I don't care what you do, please just take this. And I know I need help. Like just fix it. I trust you. And then the people who are have already gotten past that hurdle of um, what is my path because they own their they own their own business and they like what I am telling them, but they continue to have the excuses about and I, I don't know if I if I want to call it like this sounds harsh um, because everyone has a reason why they they do or they don't want to do something, um, but they don't want to they're afraid to like lose control over those little pieces of the business and so they're they're make it into an excuse about i don't think i'm ready for that yet because of mm. what happens if this and what happens if that and very similar to my like what happens with my health insurance mm-hmm. oh, i get new health insurance right um what happens if I hire someone and they bill somebody wrong? I guess we fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we fix that part of the process that allowed them to bill someone wrong. Mm-hmm. So there's people that get that I meet with that are very stuck on that. And what I I um first of all, the reason one of the reasons why it took me so long to start my own business is because I'm not a salesperson. I suck at that. Um so I, in no way do I ever want to make anyone feel like they're pressured when they talk to me. I will give them all the advice that I have to give because my value is in, yeah, it's it's in the ideas and the advice, but it's, but more so like I can give all that away for free online and I mostly almost do. And in my, you know, consultation sessions, but you can write that all down, but if you don't, like, know exactly the steps to start and have that guidance and that help and someone to take you through it and feel that accountability, um, that's where 99% of people are yeah. going to be. Well,
0: it's all in the implementation of it. It's mm-hmm. all in the implementation. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. And you're right. And you're I – think, I think you have the right business model where you're providing value to your community. It's your contribution. You know, you could – Put all the information you want out there. Probably people are probably only going to retain ten percent anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like you're it's not like you're giving away the world. Um, but you know, if they if they connect with a certain um, process or they connect with a certain phrase that you're saying, like maybe that wakes them up and gets them motivated to start whatever they need to start, and then bringing you in on again implementing all that and taking them to their next uh, their next step in their business.
1: Right. Yeah, like I like if someone wants to ask me like what's your favorite project management system or what's your favorite scheduling tool or any of those things, none of it is a, I'm, none of it is a secret. It's not confidential information. I'll share all of that stuff. I'll even tell you where to get it for the best price and how to install it if you want. But what I find is that most people will get to that step and then they'll never actually begin to use it because Mm -hmm. they don't have someone helping them along so
0: right or it's yeah yeah, or it's it's only as good as the information that's put into it right too right so if you're not taking the time to either put in leads or put in customer names or information whatever whatever that is that system whatever you're using is only going to be as good as what you put into it right so
1: yeah and those so those business owners that i meet with whatever information that I have to do in discovery in order to, um, figure out if I can work with them or not. And if they decide to pass on it, I give them all that information. You're it's, it's public. Somebody should benefit from the fact that I had to pull it all together. And I, I do that just because I want to, I want to help people. I am in this business to help people. I need to get paid to continue to stay in business. But if I had to do something in order to see if I could land a project, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give that information to you. And if you're not at the point where you're ready, I have a fabulous network of people that I can refer them to, to help them at whatever step they're at.
0: Well, that that's why you know you see all these um, you know thirty day trials, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of these things you got to almost try it out before you buy it. I mean, you're great to talk with, and I'm sh- I know that you um, have a quality product that you put out there. But what is going to make me somebody I don't know you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of, you know, quote processes you can put in place and how you can help my business. So I get to know you a little bit and have a relationship through conversation, you know, through your LinkedIn videos, through some of your other modules and and, uh, and things that you put out there. So I get a feel for what you can do for, for my business. And then that's when I gauge you because it's all about creating the relationship.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's why I do put out um, free tips and trainings on my Facebook On my email list, um, if anyone subscribes to it, I send out training videos specifically just to that list that I make just for them. It takes you to their own pages.
0: I'm going to tell you after this podcast, you're going to go viral. (laughs) So you're going to have thousands of people on your email list after this.
1: Well, I hope so because I I really do enjoy (laughs) recording those videos. And um, I like it when people benefit. Like When I get comments back and say, thank you, that really taught me something, Like. That was the point. If it took me five minutes to record something, but it helped somebody, uh you know, like in the example that I got yesterday was I put out a training video about how to price yourself as an entrepreneur without overwhelming and working too many hours. Mm. Like how to value your time. And I got good feedback on that one from a couple of people and uh like c- I'm really happy to hear that something that I had to say for five minutes was valuable enough yeah. for people with their pricing structures.
0: Yeah. And I want to see that video. I haven't seen that yet. I'll have to tag a few people on that. I know quite a few entrepreneurs you know, that I work with with you know, my um, business development role. So I'll definitely tag them. I'm sure awesome. they can benefit from it. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we pause here and take a break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Off the Top of My Head podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the episode of Off the Top of My Head. I am with Business Consultant. Is that appropriate, the appropriate title, Business Consultant?
1: Yeah, I struggled a little bit with like, because Business Consultant sounds so broad. Mm-hmm. So my uh, business cards say Business Operations
0: Consultant. Business Operations Consultant, <laughs> uh, Business Operations Consultant, Erica Quigley, and uh, we've already uh, talking about Uh, spoken about quite a bit so far. So what else would you like to discuss today?
1: Well, so I just wanted to say that I let those things um, that we talked about, I wanted to make sure I didn't let anything get in the way of my business or let me get stuck in that day-to-day that I just described. So I really do enjoy uh, helping business owners get out of their day-to-day and I want to be able to help them and devote my know that I'm when I devote my time to them that I'm not taking away from those other pieces of my life which led me to resent my job before. Mm. I don't want to lead myself to the same place where I resent this business. And so when I um, do my packages with people, I like I wanna be in it hundred percent and I want them to be in it hundred percent. And so I only work with a couple of people at a time. And then I have um, my long-term strategy is a platform, an online platform, where I can help more business owners through um, the things that I've already learned so far. So even though I haven't had my own business for years, I have been working in other people's businesses for years. And it's funny because the same problems that I see people who are making – you, you know, just one person entrepreneurs who are making a lower income and opposed to multimillion dollar businesses. The problems all boil down to the same sort of thing. And so whatever templates that I create for these smaller entrepreneurs, like when I started, when I started working with people, I would spend a lot more hours than I originally allocated working with these people. And I would do that with the intent that I was going to be able to take the material and make it generic so that I could help more people with it. And so now what I've done with all of these templates and and procedures that I've made customized for people, I've been able to step it back, make generic versions of them, and then I'm going to make it available online for people who are in um, smaller businesses. As a resource platform, so that they can go on there and they can say, "I don't. I have to give my employee a review. I need a review form, or yeah. I need to forecast my revenue. How do I do that? Or I want to price my packages, and I, I only made ten thousand dollars last year, and I don't know how that is because I worked fifty hours a week. Like, how am I not pricing myself right? How do I do this? And so I started to create all of these little downloadable." templates generic where you can plug and play your information it's all it's automated in excel um it it just outputs the information that they need to know and the reason why i think this works well for the small business owner is because they don't have to enroll in a class and they don't have to spend all of their time working through a course they can start wherever they want and if they one day they say um like for that example, I need to give my employee review, they can hop in there, they can look in the the employee section, and they can download that form. They could watch my three minute video to go with it if they need more information. Um, And if not, they can just download the form and they can be on their way. Or if they want to get a better knowledge of the entire business process, they can go through and read everything ahead of time um, and look at all of the videos and forms. So it's really like a take what you need. Sort yeah. of thing so I'm working
0: on. I, yeah. But it, I almost feel like too, it's a great foundation. It's a good, um, bi- building blocks for a business. Right. So you're right. So if you know, you need this tool, you're able to grab it to do this, this tool will grab it to do that. So yeah, that's, I, I mean, that's, I think that's fantastic. I think any business owner would want those resources, uh, available to them.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited that I was able to find a trend in the issues that For the clients i was working with so that i could create something like this Mm -hmm.
0: yeah absolutely um so then you also do the personal the one-on-one consultation obviously Um, i'm sure discovery is a big part of your process initially Mm -hmm. again you need to understand all the moving parts before you can put them all together right right
1: yep so the process is um i assess the business map it Implement changes and then refine as we go because process improvement I um, would say it's just continual. I mean, there's not going to be one final end point There's going to be a direction you're heading towards and you just need to keep going and keep going and keep refining because If you think that there's going to be and that doesn't mean like I I work with the clients forever, right? it just means they need to remember that Whatever we put in now is allowing their business to grow to the next level. And when it grows to the next level, they're going to have to continue to improve their processes to keep up with that. And that will just continue to allow them to grow.
0: Right. Yeah. No, you're uh, you're absolutely right. And there's different checkpoints along the way there. So whether you're working with a business and it's number of employees Mm -hmm. or it's revenue size or maybe it's you're you're, uh, moving into a new space all that gets taken into consideration there. All that's on the table, right? Yeah. For process improvement. All right, cool. I love the building blocks thing. Again, I know, I'm i not sure if that's what we're actually formally calling it, but I love that we could take different pieces as a business owner um, and, and use it. So that's great. Great business model.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'm very excited. I'm going to be releasing it soon, so I'm very excited for it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Good. What else do you want to chat about?
1: Uh, Well, for anybody who's listening, who's a business owner, I did create a free online resource called The Five Lies of Business uh, that are costing you time and money. And it talks in there about, it's it's a downloadable, like a short ebook, and it talks about in there how to avoid, how you can do better than these lies, how you, you can avoid them, and some common objections people have on why they think they can't avoid them and how to get past it. So that is over at ericaq.com slash five lies so it's E-R-I-C-A-Q.com, the number five and lies and you can grab it there and like i said when you um if you subscribe to my email list i always send out i think it's like every two weeks or so you get a link to an online training um That I create specifically just for those people in my list and along whatever, um, you know, whatever journey I think would be is appropriate or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, Can I ask you some questions on the personal side? We've been talking about business now for the better part of, well, almost an hour. Um, Let me ask you some personal things. Sure. What do you like to do for fun?
1: Well, one, the one thing when I started my business is I always wanted to say that I played, um, could play piano. I like for, and, and we grow up faster than we think, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden I'm like, for 20 years I've been saying I want to play piano. Nice. So well, the first thing that I did before I had even gotten better from being sick was I booked piano lessons. Okay. Um So I've been taking them for a while now and having a great time with that. Um. Actually, more stressful than I thought it would be because I'm like systematic and not so like
0: emotional. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, So, my piano teacher is actually more of like, he he thinks I'm so funny. Um, He's more of like, remember that there's feeling to this song. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, but that's been so much fun and teaching me a lot. Um, It's, and it's like, it's all relative, you know, play this louder, play this softer. Right. I'm like, louder than what? Yeah. <laughs> Give me yeah. a reference point. Yeah. Um, but that's been great. And it, it turns out that my kids really like like the piano too because we got a keyboard so that I could practice at home. And um, my two-year-old who's just started to talk is, as always says, the keys, the keys. keys. And she loves it.
0: That's cute.
1: Um, And also uh, about f- four times a week, um, I go to the gym in the morning and then – I'm always at Starbucks. <laughs> yes,
0: You are a Starbucks junkie. Yeah. As am I. So I can't judge. Won't judge. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what you have for breakfast this morning?
1: I uh, embarrassingly enough had French toast and a muffin. Um, okay. had, a, had a meeting with my business network this morning. We do that on Friday mornings. Mm-hmm. They usually just have eggs and bacon and mm-hmm. they had, french toast this morning so nice. like how can you pass that up no you, know? you can't really
0: <laughs> uh french toast powdered sugar yeah okay yeah. fruit
1: i had two pieces of cantaloupe with it okay yes all I right did. Okay. it was like a buffet style mm-hmm. um so i passed on the eggs okay um i actually i just lied a second ago i took two muffins <laughs> <laughs>
0: But they were, quote, they were, small muffins. I was just going to say right? they were small muffins. Yeah, they, they were, were small muffins. They were smaller than yeah. usual,
1: so I took two. Right. And um, I only did two pieces of French toast instead of three. Okay, so all
0: right. I so you were being good this check. morning. Yeah. 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 Then after
1: it. that coffee, I went over to Starbucks and got an espresso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all good. I was at a networking breakfast this morning, too, and I had a ham and cheese omelet. That sounds healthier, but maybe not. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I think it was okay, and and I justified it because I got up early and I worked out. I got up at five o'clock and I worked out this morning. So I said, you know what? By that time, I was starving. Felt like I needed something. I mean, it Mm -hmm. wasn't a huge omelet, but it was big enough. And I had a choice. I had a choice. Interestingly enough, of hash browns or um, home fries. Yeah. And I went with hash browns this morning.
1: That's not usual for you. That's
0: not usual for me. I was I'm outside the box this morning, but <laughs> but it worked. It worked for me. That's good. It worked for me. Uh, do you like to travel? Oh, not
1: real. I don't know. I'm kind. Of, I'm iffy on this one. But I think that's something in my comfort zone that I haven't quite stretched out to yet. Like, okay, I have no problem getting on an airplane and going somewhere for a business meeting, but. Um, I need would need someone to plan my itinerary if
0: I <laughs> gotcha. if I was
1: going somewhere for fun. Um, my vacations more consist of like staying home Stay-cations. or yeah. And next week I'm actually um, me and my four-year-old daughter are going up to the Poconos f- to um, go to this like indoor water park thing. Um, oh, cool! Because they're having these great like winter rates.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that up because in Split I Rock? I don't, I don't even know where yeah, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just.
1: She pointed to it on the TV and she was like, oh, I want to go there. And I thought, well, wait a minute. This was why I started my own business, right? So I could take yeah. off on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and right, <laughs> go right. to an indoor one. You know, it's
0: funny. I think I know where you're going, but I don't know what it's called. Um,
1: it's called um, Great Wolf Lodge. Great Wolf Lodge, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah, I hear it's quite amazing there. I
1: hope so. Yeah. Uh, well, we did get really good, like, it was like 90% off because we're going in the middle of the week, week. In, in the, the winter. Old. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, good. Yeah. Well, I yeah, hope you have a good time. So nice. if, if you were to travel somewhere and somebody planned an itinerary for you, where would it be? Are you going domestic, international?
1: I, I'm i a little scared to go international, um, but I would go, like, the probably the furthest, over the water I would go is, like, Bermuda-ish. I'm afraid to be, like, flying over the water for that long. Okay. Like, even the thought of Hawaii makes me nervous. Okay. Um, but I have gone to Bermuda before, and that was absolutely beautiful. Um,
0: because there's no Bermuda Triangle or anything where you definitely could get lost. <laughs>
1: you probably shouldn't have reminded me of that.
0: <laughs> so is, is it just, is it the fear of the large expanse of ocean yes. and potentially going down in that ocean
1: yes and the sharks okay yeah. And all like right. what happened yeah okay like all that stuff
0: all right all <laughs> Which, right
1: you know wouldn't be any worse than just crashing on land right but exactly this, yeah. this podcast is starting to go into a dark place yeah now. <laughs> no,
0: it's all good it's all good um no but I, I guess you you and i are similar in the fact that like getting out of the comfort zone a little bit like i like to travel domestically um internationally it's just again it's out of my comfort zone um, I know people who have done it, who people enjoy doing it. They do it successfully. Um, but it's just not in my comfort zone. I Like I said, I am into the nature and landscape photography, so the national parks is kind of where I live. I love mm-hmm. it, feel very safe there. I know how to navigate them. Even if it's an unfamiliar place, signage is familiar and just the way the you know, trail system is laid out and the resources that right. are available. It's all very familiar to me um with that said i probably am traveling to germany <laughs> later this year uh so uh, we'll see how that goes we'll see how that goes that's completely unfamiliar territory we'll
1: open up a whole new world to maybe. me. yeah
0: yeah you never know you never know
1: i mean we did just talk about changing your perspective on things so
0: yes yeah you're you're spot go. on right yeah <laughs> and i think it's it i mean isn't that healthy to kind of get it out of out of yeah. your comfort zone but it's scary it's isn't it scary?
1: It, very scary, right? <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, it's
0: it's crazy how you know. And I've said this in past podcasts: the human body and the and the brain conditions itself to be comfortable mm-hmm. at all times. So whether you're working out, you know, wh- whatever you're doing, it it wants to be comfortable. And anytime you're getting out of that comfort zone, it's like meow, you're it's to like totally get rewired and and wigged out. But um yeah, all right. Well you let me know when you want to travel over the blue ocean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, good. Anything else you want to chat about?
1: Um, let's see. You can find me over on Facebook at Erica Q Biz. E R I C A Q B I Z. That's just my fancy, you know, abbreviation for business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um on Instagram is the same at Erica Q Biz and at LinkedIn I'm just Erica Q over there.
0: Nice. And you have the coolest logo by the way. Thank you. It's, I, I so, had a great so, designer. Yeah. For that. So we're not even going to give away what it is because I would like everybody to go and visit Erica on one of her social media platforms um and see what this logo is. It's very cool. It's one of, it's actually one of the first things when we first met that caught my eye and I I think I mentioned it to you mm-hmm. right, like right from the jump. I'm like love your logo. Love love the logo. So uh, so for my audience, I'll put all of Erica's information in the episode description. Uh, so if you didn't catch that when she had said it, uh, anything else you want to offer?
1: Um, right now, uh, like I said, I have online the five lies guide, and that will also provide you access to the free trainings and things that I talked about and will give um, first um, first sale when the online membership platform is released, will it will be offered at a discounted price to the people who are in my list already. So great. that was ericaq.com slash five lies, the number five.
0: Great. Gotcha. All right, good. Erica, thanks for being on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I had a great conversation. Yeah, this is
0: this a lot of fun. And I yeah. know we've had many conversations in the past, and I know we're going to continue to have more in the future, too. So looking forward to just staying connected with you and... Watching your business grow and, and be successful. So, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Everybody, thanks for li- uh, listening to this episode of off the top of my head. Once again, the Off the Top of My Head podcast is on Instagram. You just search for Off the Top of My Head. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty simple. Uh, and then our email address is podcast at gmail.com. That's O-T-T-O-M-H podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any feedback for me, if you have any questions for Erica, uh, if you would like to be a guest, I'd be happy to talk to you um, about how your topic can align with the podcast here. So thanks again for listening. And until we connect again, all my best and bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Off the Top of My Head podcast. Who will I interview next? What will the topic be? And where will I record the episode? Please subscribe to be notified when a new episode is posted on your selected listening platform. Off the Top of My Head podcast, a podcast about anything and everything.